Hello, and welcome to the ninth episode of the Coffee with Demons podcast. This episode is sponsored by Nick Wilkinson, commercial real estate agent with Prism. My guest for this episode of the show was Allie Lang, a graphic designer local to Lincoln, Nebraska. I met Allie just moments before recording, so it was really fun to pick her brain on who she is, what she does, and why she does it with zero idea of what those answers might actually be. She was able to speak about her design work and the healthy obsession she has with it, and I personally love hearing from other creatives that have a work ethic and drive that you don't see too often. Uh, it's super awesome to see people doing dope stuff that they actually have to put time and effort into, and Allie is doing exactly that. She's a creative that's true to her craft. So without further ado, the ninth episode of the Coffee with Demons podcast with guest Allie Lang. Enjoy! Alright, and we're, uh, <laughs> we're live here. So... My guest for episode 9 of the Coffee with Demons podcast is Allie Lang. Uh, Allie just walked in my door, you know, like five minutes ago. Uh, we don't really know each other whatsoever, so I appreciate <laughs> you coming on first and foremost. Um, I hit up a past guest and asked him if he knew anybody who'd be right, and uh, he gave me Allie's name, so I hit her up, and she's here. So like I said, uh, thank you for coming on. Um, I guess it'll be a pretty organic conversation since we really don't <laughs> know anything about each other. So um, tell us what you do a little bit with design, I guess, or your job currently. Sure. Yeah. First of all, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. No problem. Um, so I guess technically my position right now is I'm a graphic designer at our tribal agency. Um, so it's down in the Haymarket. We focus in youth culture. So we do a lot with Adidas, Hollister, um, any sorts of, you know, fireball, that kind of thing. Um, and then I also have my own freelance business on the side where I do like uncombined, unconventional typography merch and that kind of thing. So, super cool. Super yeah. cool. So how'd you get into that? Or when did you start design, I guess? Yeah, I actually started designing. Gosh, it's already been like eight years, which is so crazy. Oh, wow. So um, you've been at it a minute. Yeah, I, I started when I was 14. So as soon as I started high school, um, I initially joined the journalism program. And then um, so newspaper and magazine, we had an entertainment magazine. And that's where I kind of started. So um, my high school, we were lucky enough to have laptops, so um, we got all the design programs and that kind of thing, and I was lucky to find my niche literally right when I started high school, which was Super nice, cool. um, especially coming into to college, already knowing what you wanted to do. So. so did you switch majors at all? I did not, no. no. So you just graduated from UNL? Mm-hmm. Cool, very cool. And what was your like technical degree called? Yeah, so it was a BFA, Bachelor in Fine Arts, focusing in graphic design. Very nice. So did you start with um, your job like while you were in college then? Mm-hmm. Um, I was an intern at Arch Rival when I was a senior um, and I had a couple different internships leading up to that point. So I kind of I've been someone who always loves to stay busy and I was right. that insane person working like 45 hours a week all through college. Um, so I had a couple different design internships here and there at the same time and kind of wanted to figure out what path of design I wanted to go into and that eventually led to something like our tribal. So did you ever hit any road bumps like you, th- you you knew you wanted to do design but did you ever you know run into something where you didn't like it and then you kind of had to you know pivot turn around do something different? Um, I wouldn't say it was as much of like me coming into a situation where I didn't think that I was liking it as much as more of just like getting burnt out right. um, when you're doing school projects and working all the time you just have to figure out ways to still get that creative energy especially when you're always on the go and always on your computer and always doing things so so where did you find that creative energy then um I would say kind of all over the place I'm someone that loves to try new things and see new places and meet new people um so I think a lot of that just comes from experiencing new things and something you know even like a new artist or a new song or something like that I get a lot of my um creativity through listening to music so something like that is really helpful for me very cool so um, you know, you'd mentioned like getting burnout. Do you think that's, you know, do you think that's something that you've ran into a lot or just because you are the, like the busy type of person that wants to work a lot? I think it is just my personality. Um, I think it comes down to me just feeling like if I'm not doing something that's going to help me kind of get to where I want to be, um, I feel like I'm wasting time, which is always not a good thing for right. sure. Um, you have to keep that balance and realize that I am only 22 and I need to have time just to live and be with people um, and that kind of thing. So I think it's just, it's definitely just my personality, yeah, I would say, yeah. That's a lot of people tell me, like, I'm a super big 
like planner i love to have plans mm-hmm. in the future so i just don't i mean it eases my mind but it's still, i still worry about things so i, I get a lot because i'm in transition i mean i have some part-time work and i'm looking at um, more schooling uh getting a couple masters but people are like oh you'll figure it out and i just hate that i'm like yeah <laughs> Right. That's what I keep getting told, but, you know, mm-hmm. I'd like to know. So, did I mean, do you have an end goal then with design, I guess? We'll just talk career-wise now. Sure. I'm not really sure what, you know, I want my end goal to be. There's a couple different projects that even over the last year that I've done that have, like, opened up this whole new world for me as far as the things that I can do. Um, it kind of started out as branding and um, creating, and like, the whole idea for, Um, people's businesses and I love working with especially like local female-owned businesses that's kind of where I've been at for about the past three or four years now Um, but I would say just this last year especially it's it's kind of turned more into environmental design so um, mural design um, I have a couple of those coming up which has kind of shifted the way that my business plans I think have have been focused Um, screen printing has been huge for me so anything involving typography so I'm not sure if it's an end goal per se as far as me being able to just try new things and kind of maneuver my way from there super cool so um this might be a dumb question but can you explain um like the murals or the environmental sure stuff a little bit more yeah so um i think what really kicked that off for me was for my senior capstone um i did a project where i redesigned all 50 license plates which is kind of crazy. Um, so I did a lot of research as far as what makes an environment um, appealing to different generations. And so I focused on Generation Z, which is um, the age group that our tribal focuses on. So I've had an opportunity um, to kind of learn a lot about them already, and I was super fascinated with it. So um, that was really one of the biggest um, environmental pieces that I've been able to do. So it's it's taking something, you know, it all starts on my computer, it all starts on a piece of paper and being able to put it all up on a wall and that kind of thing. So it's seeing those things actually not just on my screen, which I think is what made me get so burnt out in the first place. Um, So then, you know, going to mural design and I might start all that on my iPad or something and then I'm able to project it onto this huge wall. And that's, that's what I think is giving me the most inspiration right now. Super cool. So yeah, that's just, when I think about license plates, I think you know, there like there aren't any that relate to it's they're all about pastimes or stuff right. that's you know came and went from, you know, like our generation. So that's super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that for my own personal uh, is that available anywhere to see or do you have pictures of Yeah, it? it's all know? on my website. Um it's called Power of Plates. So um I was on a road trip during this last New Year's. We were me and my boyfriend were driving up to Minnesota and think we both just kind of got on this rant just about how shitty all the license plates are and I was just being a design nerd about it and I was like I don't know why the heck you know people aren't spending more money in all these states and everything if they want to find a way to attract all these younger people to go to a place like that's a great place to start there's thousands of cars that you drive by every day um so yeah and then from there I was like oh shit I'll just do it myself (laughs) and that's kind of where it is so yeah, yeah that's super cool just I mean you find it you're seeing that because it's like nebraska's plates have gone backwards right. I mean, they've got so simple but something that could definitely i mean i feel like we as a society not like outcast art but we mm-hmm. don't use it to its full potential like the license plate thing like we could make people's just something super simple could, right you know improve you know happiness or whatnot but yeah i mean talk about marketing tactic yeah exactly and it, it's it's crazy that you picked up on that mm-hmm. or even your boyfriend talking about that and then we're like oh you've capitalized on this so that's super cool <laughs> yeah um i wanted to ask a little bit about so you said you work with um like organizations that are female ran mm-hmm. so how do you think that those females or do you think i mean in today's day and age there's we're kind of going backwards as a society especially with you know what's you know going on bigger picture in america especially so um, do you get a different vibe from the women that you work with? I mean, that are in those like power positions or like you said, that ran, run the businesses. Well, I guess what I'm saying is, I mean, do they, I, I love the, like the, you know, this is going to sound super layman, but like <laughs> girls empowering girls kind of right. thing. Right. So, I mean, what are their personas or how do they carry themselves? Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me is these people that I meet. Um, I don't look at them as people that are owning a business. I look at them as a friend and a mentor, and that's really what they turn into. Um, I've had the opportunity, even this last year, to work with some incredible people. Um, 
and even after that project's over, it's like I still text them, you know, every two weeks right. and ask advice or they reach out to me and it's it turns into this little community and I think to me that's what's so special about it is they don't look at me like she's twenty two and, you know, I'm trying to better her career. It's like we're all just in it together, which is something that I think, especially in Lincoln, um, we do a really good job of. Um, everyone's so supportive of each other. It doesn't matter if they're in the same field or anything like that. Everyone wants people to succeed. And I don't think I've come into a case where I haven't experienced that and everyone wants to be there for each other. Um, so I think if anything, it's they're all friends and they're, they're they act as like a big mentor to me, which I think is something that I had lacked previously, especially when I was younger. Um, so I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, that's super cool. And you and you had mentioned communities, and I know that's one thing that we've hit on, on this podcast a couple times. You know, whether that's uh, we had a guest come on, Caitlin Drewlinger, and he just talked about how he was like uh, he belonged to multiple, so like car enthusiasts, bodybuilding, and just multiple different avenues. But everybody, you know, that has the same ideas, kind of um, you know, gravitate towards each other. But like you said, it, Lincoln. I think is a great place, especially to um, for startups or it creative people, especially around the you know just it being a college town and so many people are trying to come up and you know succeed. It's nice to have people around that are wanting the same for you. Uh, the the couple texts that we had sent back and forth, you had mentioned that you kind of were not scared, but you didn't view yourself or you were scared how people viewed you as like a young person that right. didn't necessarily like know what she was doing and that kind of like hindered your performance a little bit. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and how you overcame that, I guess? Sure. Yeah. I think, you know, anytime that you're 18 or 19 and you know that you want to be in a specific field and you know that, you know, you started a lot earlier than a lot of people did. You know, I was, I've been doing this since I was 14 grand. I wasn't great back then, but, um, you know, I've had a lot of experience um, and I've been really lucky in that asset as, oh my gosh, aspect. Um, but when you're, you know, a freshman, sophomore in college and you have someone refer you to, you know, let's just say it's a, it's a company that, you know, they're very well known in Omaha, that kind of thing. And, um, they have a meeting with you and then they just start trying to get to know you and they ask you your age and what you're doing. And you say, oh, I'm a sophomore in college, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you can just see their shift in focus and it's like they look at you and they just like all of a sudden lose all trust because they're like, why would I pay how much you're asking if you don't even have a college education and it doesn't matter, you know, past projects or anything like that. So I think it was just me having to get over that hump and be if they don't want to pay it, then they're not who I want to be doing work for. Um, And once how did you come to that realization or I mean, was that something that did you ever run into like these situations and it took a couple times before you were like, Oh, maybe I just shouldn't be working with these type of people. Or was it like a right off the bat kind of thing? I think it was, I found myself in that situation doubting, you know, that price that I was going to list. And as soon as I felt that, like, you know, I started losing confidence in myself. I was like, they're giving me this energy that's not Mm -hmm. lining up with, you know, who I am and what I stand for. And so then I was like, all of a sudden, like the price that I listed verbally was like half my price that I normally charge. And I was like, I don't know why the heck I just did that. And then, you know, it, it gets to be confusing and you, and you want to get that right balance of starting and, you know, younger and doing things for a lot less because you're just trying to build that portfolio. But at some point you just got to be like, I know that I'm talented, which I think that was the hardest part for me to, to be able to verbally say and know and tell myself um, so it was just, it sounds silly to just be like, it was an automatic switch, but at some point it just kind of has to be. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think a lot of people struggle with the, I mean, just kind of as a broad categorization, like self-worth kind of thing. Right. And that's, you know, I always have, and I still tend to, I mean, I'll be in situations where I like dumb myself down and it's, it, it's just because I don't, you know, I just. Um, I don't know. I shouldn't, but mm-hmm. it's just like a situational thing. And, uh, I definitely think that, you know, whether it be not being good enough or people thinking they're not being good enough for, you know, whatever reason, it's a, it's a hard thing to get past, like for, for sure, for sure. So, uh, once you did kind of realize that, do you think that, you know, your work not like improved, like your style improved, but you know how you went about it and just the productivity slash you know, 
I don't know, you know, productivity improved, I guess. Yeah, I would say it's more of, you know, once you grow that confidence and your work starts to show it, you start attracting people that want your exact style. And so um, it's been the biggest blessing, I think, is just this last year, like meeting all these people through um, once in a lifetime projects that I would have never dreamed being able to work on. Um, and that leads, you know, more people that look up to that business that has that same style and that introduces me to more people. And, you know, I haven't had to to try to be someone that I'm not as a designer, which I think is really important. And I think that's something that a lot of people, especially out of college, really struggle with. It's, you know, they want to build their portfolio and they want to get more clients. So they take on things that don't resonate with them. And I, I mean, I was lucky enough to do that early, early on. Um, and so... I kind of got that out of the way and realized like, I hate that. That sucks having to work on a project where it just doesn't click and you feel like you're wasting your time because it just, you're going to make something that you're not necessarily proud of because it doesn't reflect who you are. So I think that's, yeah. Do you think that's a step that, you know, you have to go through? Like you said, you went through it early. Do you think that's a step that people can like bypass or is it kind of something that, and you know, it doesn't have to be graphic design, but you know, working through, you know, kind of the bullshit or trying to find your own style or find your Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And people ask me a lot. It's like, they look at my work and they say, you know, how did you figure out like what you are? Because people are still struggling with that. And, and I had this realization, I think it was about maybe a year and a half, two years ago. And I, I found myself trying to make things that I thought other people would like, um, which I think is true with everybody. They want to, they want to put themselves out there to make more people view their work and that kind of thing. And it just was not working for me. And that's where I got the most burnout. I was like, I can't be doing this anymore. And so I turned all that off and I just started doing things that felt like me. And that's where that shift happened. Yeah, so. definitely. I mean, that's kind of what, I mean, that's been, you know, it's easier said than done, but like trying not to conform to the, mm-hmm. you know, the ways of whatever you're doing. And, and that was kind of my goal with coffee with demons anyways, is trying to, you know, talk about the the things that people weren't kind of thing. And it's still, I get sucked back into, you know, but as it would, just for like getting out podcasts, I still get sucked into like getting on Instagram and trying to get people to share and promote mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. And, but that, you know, that's kind of, um, kind of the avenues that you have to go down before you can, like you said, you know, kind of do whatever you want or be truly who you are. Right. But even as a person, I think that, you know, the, what you've been talking about just can resonate with anyone, even, you know, graphic design aside, it's just, you know, crazy how, um, I guess we all think, or we all are in different situations, but, you know, they kind of come back to the same roots a little bit. So, um, so with your graphic design and with your job now, you've mentioned a couple big projects that you've kind of, you know, that have really hit home. Do you want to talk about those a little bit? Sure. Um, the one that I'm literally going to like probably high hold and mighty for the rest of my life. Um, so one of the biggest mentors, which I'll give her literally all the credit in the world because I think she's amazing. Um, her name is Alicia. Um, so she's the owner of Wax Buffalo. So if you see my Instagram, I'm literally posting about it all the time. So um, I've had the opportunity to do a couple uh, different projects for her. Um, and ever since I was in, you know, of my freshman year of college or whatever you know what wax buffalo is so I don't know if you've ever heard of them but it's a um, candle company so they're they're pretty known on a national level um so we she kind of approached me and her husband works at Arch Rival and she is a part-time recruiter there so that's how we were able to make that connection cool. um and she saw my work on Instagram and she kind of saw that you know the style that I was doing is what she was looking for so um I don't know if you've heard of the Enneagram test before I have not. Okay, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right, to be honest. Um, but it's a personality test. So um, pretty much if you see any woman, there's some boys that take it too. I wish that more would take it. Um, but if you see like them say they're a type two personality. Um, so there's nine different personalities that people um, get put into categor- <coughs> categories for. Um, and then um, each one of those, like you can kind of break down how you are in different situations and it kind of gets to the root of who you are as a person. Um, and I've taken a lot of personality tests. Um, I'm guilty of getting sucked into those, but, um, everyone that I've talked to, it's like, that's real. And it, it really hits home with them. So <coughs> I'm going to take a quick, no problem. <coughs> I'm not used to talking this much. I'm always on my computer <laughs> with my headphones on. 
Yeah, so um, she actually um, met up with me and wanted to pitch the idea of doing an Enneagram candle line. So she did all the research, she came up with all these scents, and she let me brand the whole thing. So um, yeah, it was pretty awesome. We put together a bunch of mock-ups. I got to do all these patterns and quirky, unique designs for them. Um, and she actually, I think she got them in like Oprah's gift guide and like all these really awesome things. So, um, I like got that text and I called my mom and I was like, holy shit, (laughs) like it's just crazy. And, you know, meeting someone through a mutual person or even at work and just saying hi. Um, I mean, I'm so stoked for those to come out. I think it's like middle of October. So to be on the lookout, be on the lookout. Yeah, Yeah. That's super cool. So when you do like achieve something like that, do you think that the motivation even, comes harder than from like a failure is like a big success you're like oh I want to keep going like this is super cool yeah absolutely and I I think it's you know if you were to tell me two years ago that you know when I was just following a wax buffalo on Instagram that opportunity would come I would just like be like I don't even know what the heck you're talking about but it kind of just sets the standard for you know my next goal and it's you know even if it's just doing another project with her I would count that as a you know an even bigger success so I think it just it shows me how not easy it is, but just being a good person and meeting people and that kind of thing and doing work that feels like home to you is really what brings those opportunities back. Yeah, that's I, I 100% agree. Uh, you had mentioned like the uh, just a quick timeline of two years, you know, um, or that you had been following them for a while. And I think that's a lot of people's problems is they don't like long-term goals or they don't, they want things like now. And if it's not now, then they're not going to do it. And that you can see that in people's like daily work life. So they'd rather do work like a nine to five that they don't really care about instead of putting, you know, months and years into something that they might or might not get like a reward out of. So do you just want to testify a little bit to like, I mean, you said you've been doing this eight years. So was there ever a point where you wanted to stop? And you were like, this is, you know, this isn't worth it or I want to do something else. Yeah, I think, you know, not even just as a designer, but anyone in the creative field, they're going to compare themselves to literally every single person. I'm sure you even with the podcast, you're just like always looking for ways to compete with them. And, you know, that's a really unhealthy habit to get into. And so I think it's. You know, oh, sorry, I just went on a tangent. I forgot what you asked. Oh, oh no, yeah. I mean, just about, like, the timeline of, um, well, here I'll... Oh, I'll, the short-term goals. Yeah. I remember. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's it's as soon as I stopped, you know, looking at other people and comparing my short-term and long-term goals to what they were achieving, then I was like, I can't compare what I want to accomplish to what this person, you know, already right. has because that's just not the way that the world works. So, um I'm a big believer in setting these teeny, teeny, tiny goals that are inevitable to happen because just by knowing that you reach them, it just makes you feel like you're in the right direction. Um, and it was kind of funny. I actually posted this on my um, Instagram story. I think it was like three weeks ago or something. But my planner, I'm like, my planner's my Bible. <laughs> like if I don't have so it, I, I just go planning. crazy. Right. Um, and so I, it's a pretty, you know, intense planner from TJ Maxx, if I must say so myself, but, um, it has like a breakdown of different goals I want to accomplish and it's a 24 month planner. So I was just like scrolling through like past months and even, I think it was, gosh, like last December, my goal was to have like 300 followers on my design account. And it's, you know, each month it would be grow like by 25 and just these tiny little goals. But looking back, it just makes you smile. And it's just like, that's what was important to me. And it, that was my biggest, you know, thing that I wanted to work for. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. The little things snowball into big things and then, you know, it just keeps going. But I think, and, um, just like taking a minute to stop and like, like you said, just look back, even though if it's for some people, it might not be a planner, just like seeing that, yo, I did this, like, and Mm -hmm. I'm I'm still here and like doing it. Um, for me lately, it's been, you know, the same kind of thing with the Instagram, like to put the coffee with the Instagram, like it just grows little by little. And I'm like, oh man, like this is like actually happening. And then just thinking about, you know, what it could be and, um, you know, just, it motivates me and I'm all, it scares me a little bit. So I think both of those things are right. kind of good as well. So, um, about the projects and like the big ones that you did, we talked about the Wax Buffalo one. That one's super cool. Was there any big projects that were set to be big that kind of backfired or you failed on? Um, I think there was one point for sure where to me a big project was 
for the biggest company that I could get, um, you know, and the biggest paying one. And I don't, I wouldn't say that they were a failure, but it was one of those ones where it was an opportunity to came along to do, you know, a pretty substantial branding for, you know, a company that um, was back in Omaha. And so I, I took that and I jumped at it because I was like, that's going to be great. That's going to be great. It's for my, um, just meeting new people and that could lead to other different projects. But it was one of those that it was just like, gosh, now I have to work on this and it doesn't right. fit who I am. You know, it was, it was very corporate, but um, sometimes you just do those things you so it can support your fun hobby, I guess, mm-hmm. is what you want to do. Right. Um, so I, I don't know if I've had any that I would say were unsuccessful as more just didn't really make me all that happy. But. So um, it, with des- like with some designs that you do, do you think that some are like make you unhappy in a sense of you think you could do better? I guess like is there some or do you only put out your best work? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I feel like yeah, I'm totally guilty of only putting out my best work. Um, you know, who who I want to be is the work that I put out. Um, and there's a lot of projects where, you know, you do the groundwork and all these things and you do, you make something for a company and you're super, super excited about it. And then they show, you know, CEO and all this crazy stuff. And then they come back with like this dingy little sketch that the CEO drew on his like notepad paper. And he sits like slides me it and he sends me a picture of it. He's like, no, this is what I want. And it's like, then why the heck are you, you know, right. which you happily do it because that's what you're hired to do and all this stuff. But it's, it's more of just like, I know I can make something better for you, but, um, and I, you know, you're, you're given the chance to still do it. So that's still a blessing no matter what, but you know, it's, that's kind of what made me realize like there's, there's better things out there. And even if it's, it's not the best paying job, it doesn't matter because you are still doing something that right. don't, you don't dread exactly, <laughs> like when yeah. you wake up in the morning. And that's, so. I, I wish more people would, you know, chase those dreams and do, you know, and just do what makes them happy, happy instead of, you know, living for the weekends or living, right. to, you know, do, you know, do whatever that's, they're not doing <laughs> during the week, mm-hmm. I guess. So I don't really know how design works, but is there ever, like, do you ever design something and then they're like, oh, we don't like it, you're done type thing? I've never had anyone say um, that they don't like it and, like, ghost me. Actually, that did happen once. <laughs> um, they d- they didn't not like it. We got through the branding process and then they just, like, dropped off the face of the earth, which always sucks. Um, and that's, that's the one thing that, as a creative, it really, really sucks because – a lot of people don't realize like this is your life and that's right. you know you put all of this time into it and you know and just to kind of disappear it really really blows um yeah but there's always times where people just change their minds and that's just honestly the worst because you don't want to be like well you're you know that's going to cost a lot more to completely redo it again so you just redo it again and you deal with it but you know the older that I'm getting I'm I'm knowing which situations to avoid um but I think that everyone has to go through that. You know, it's it's a learning process, and you figure out what works and what doesn't works, and you know, red flags to just run the opposite direction. Right. So yeah, that's super cool. I mean, everything that you kind of just said there is just like you said, like learning from whether that be successes or you know things that didn't work out, but just you know taking it you know day by day kind of and just like I said, learning from it. So I think that's super cool. Um, so another one of my questions, and it's kind of just about design. Um, how many how many do you think you've done? Like, whether that be, you know, I guess for anything, from the jump, for friends, companies, like whoever. Oh, gosh, like brandings yeah, or just so, projects? So I guess explain a brand, branding. I mean, would that just be like logos kind of thing? Yeah, um, I have... I always offer a couple different packages. So it's whether you want me to just create a logo for your company or you want to completely build it out. Um, but gosh, if you were to ask me to put a number on it, I literally don't even think I could count. It's up there, um, Yeah, it's, I would say it's probably probably like over 100, 150, which is pretty wild. So but how, a, oh, sorry, oh, sorry, go ahead. A lot of that is they're not all like professional. A lot of that is me, you know, I'm always someone that's not going to say no if a friend wants mm-hmm. me to help him out with anything. So it's just a lot of, you know, projects here right. and there too. How many hours do you think you put in? Years. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about Years, right. yeah. Sounds good. Well, I definitely have some more questions. We're going to take a quick break, and then we will be right back. 
This episode of the Coffee with Demons podcast is brought to you by Nick Wilkinson, commercial real estate agent with Prism. Nick Wilkinson, aka the commercial real estate guy, is a Lincoln-based commercial real estate agent devoted to helping businesses find a home. If you are a first-time business owner looking for your first location or an experienced veteran looking to expand your operation, Nick Wilkinson can help. Call or text Nick at 308-539-4995 or reach him via email using nick.wilkinson at prismne.com. Reference the Coffee with Demons podcast to receive $100 cash if you sign a lease using the service of Nick Wilkinson. Again, thank you Nick for your support and this episode is brought to you by Nick Wilkinson, commercial real estate agent with Prism. Okay, so uh, during the break, uh, my wonderful... Um, Coffee with Demons teammate and friend Jacob had mentioned a little topic to us that we're going to jump into. So um, what do you think or what's your view on how you interact with, you know, older people? I mean, you are working with big companies and, um, you know, they're not usually ran by kids our age. So and, you know, we're not even kids anymore, but we are definitely young adults. So do they look at you different or how do you, you know, go about you know, merging that gap that they think, you know, whether it be we're lazy or um, we're super about tech, just all these misconceptions that they have about our generation, I guess. Right. Um, I'll start out with the whole technology aspect because I think especially through working at our drivewell, that's something that I've been able to get a lot of insight in um, just through interviews and, you know, culture pieces that we do. We get the opportunity to talk to a lot of people about that. And there's this one quote that, um, someone said for a project that we're working on right now. And it was from this guy. I think he was, you know, a little bit younger than me, but he said, what adults don't know is that we're always on our phones, but it's cause we're always planning, um, about like the future and about their goals and, you know, planning movements and that kind of thing. And I think that's the best way that I can explain it is, yeah, we get a lot of shit. Like I get a lot of shit from my grandma for like, right. cause she, you know, I whip out my phone for like 10 seconds at like through the course of, you know, three hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's kids are always on their phones these days and it's like, give me a break. But, um, I think that that's something for sure that I don't think they know is that we have all these plans and goals and that's just kind of the way that part of our generation has grown up and that's the way that they work towards them. I don't always think that's healthy. Um, and I think it's really important to find that balance, but I think that's a good thing to touch on too. I don't really think there's a way around it anymore, at least like adults up to you know a certain age and except that like that the older older generation that can't that just don't know how to use the technology I guess I mean I look around I looked around at work today and you know people are still doing things but they're always you know on their phone as well and I just don't think it's something uh, honestly I had this like talk with myself man I was just like yeah this is this is this is how we are I mean this Mm -hmm. is how we live there's no like going around it there's no not being on your phone like you can not be on your phone definitely but you you have to be for you know to I guess you don't have to be and I'm sure there's somebody out there that's oh you don't have to be on your phone but I mean for messages emails like you said just right. to be on top of the ball it's kind of you know just the way the world works kind mm-hmm. of thing. and I do think that you know they don't necessarily look at us in a way that we're not as driven or anything like that I think most of them are are hopping on the train with us I mean right. My grandma's my favorite person, and literally she's my number one fan. She shows up at everything. She buys ten of everything. Like, she's just the best. Um, And, you know, she kind of realized that that's how me and my cousins and everyone communicates. So she, like, we took her to the store, and we bought her an iPhone, and she's figuring out how to text and everything. And I think it's just they maybe in a way feel left out because they they feel like they weren't given the same opportunities to really start something that they, you know, maybe always wished that they could have. Um, because for us, we can start anything that we want just through a freaking Instagram account, exactly. which is insane to me. Um, people are, you know, becoming DJs through a free, like an app on their phone and they're becoming crazy popular on, you know, SoundCloud or anything like that. It's like they're giving all these outlets to express themselves in a way that, you know, my mom, my grandma, my dad, you know, they didn't get. Right. If you can't beat them, join them kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. So and just about like I think a lot of and I, and I definitely um you know, I'm a hypocrite because I definitely have talked about about social media, the internet, our phone use and whatnot, but there are upsides too. And it's kind of like how you use it. So you can either use, we'll just say Instagram. You can either use Instagram, you know, to like glow, to boost your ego, to just post pictures like, Hey, I'm doing this, even though you're really not, 
or you can use it, like you said, like as a tool to really, you know, branch out, connect with people and touch people's lives kind of thing. So it's a, you know, double-edged sword, but it's, you know, what you do with it kind of thing. And I think a lot of people just need to take a step back and they're like, oh, I, maybe I'm the problem because I'm thinking negatively about it kind of thing. Right. Um, You had mentioned that, you know, and even in the question, it was kind of how this older generation looks down on our generation and in the, um, you know, when we had just chatted over messages, you had talked about, you know, finding a friend group or not finding a friend group, but just dropping people off because they weren't on the same journey as you or didn't really have the same, not even the same journey, but, you know, just had different goals in mind or were on a different, you know, path in life. Do you want to kind of talk about that and how you did separate yourself from them and how you knew or if you knew or if it just kind of was like a realization sure I would say that one of my best and worst qualities is the fact that I feel like I need to be such a people pleaser um I hate when there's any negativity or like negative energy between me and another person it drives me crazy and half the time that's just my anxiety being like oh there's an issue and there's never an issue but um I have I had a lot of those situations throughout college where you know, there's not a lot of people that can really understand the fact that, you know, I want to make sure that my grades are really, really good to keep a scholarship and then still work 45 hours a week and still try to find time to be a college student and, you know, be with people and that kind of thing. And most people honestly did not take that very well, that the fact that I, you know, had to pass up things because I had to stay at work till like 11 p.m., Um, or I couldn't go out because, you know, I had this client project that I had to get done and that's something that's really important to me. Um, and I, I was able to find, you know, a, a really great group of people, um, through that process of being okay with it. You don't have to be friends with everyone. You don't necessarily have to keep everyone, you know, right next to you as your biggest supporter and not everyone's going to be, you know, okay with what you're doing or necessarily understand it or want to be a part of it. So definitely. Yeah, and I think, you know, and, and this is weird because I just kind of had this conversation with myself a couple of days ago as well as, um, like, speaking on the people-pleasing aspect, uh, it's almost like people get mad at you or just because, I, I mean, I don't go out, I don't go out and drink a lot. And it's not because I'm trying to look better or be better than anybody else. It's just simply because I don't, you know, that's not my you know, mm-hmm. style. I'd, I'd rather hang out at home. And, and it's like if, if I get asked to do that and I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I'm going to, like, kick it at home tonight right. and they're like oh whatever dude so it's kind of like people even though I'm trying to be a better person or not even a, not a better person than them but just a better me you know kind of do my own thing and you know make myself happy it's like people take that out on you kind of um, just in you know different situations and definitely with different I think people who do do that like you said there are people who don't and understand and are on you know or I just I hate to use the word conscious mm-hmm. but you know, just more aware, and they're like, okay, they they get it, and then there are people that are kind of small-minded, don't really only think, you know, one way, and they're like, they're set in their way, you can't really do right. anything about it, so. And I, I love Nebraska, I mean, it's where I grew up, I've been here for 22 years now, but I think that's the reason that I want to get out so bad, and it's people here, you know, me and Alex talk about it all the time, and it's people in Nebraska, like, if you want to hang out, you drink, and like, that's mm-hmm. just kind of what people do there's a very small group of people that that's not necessarily true um and yeah when you're in college sometimes that can be fun but it also gets really old and it's you know when you have all these things that you want to accomplish sometimes you just want a really great group of people that can be like can you can just chill with and you can both work on things with and um even if it's literally doing nothing and I, I mean I found it a really you know a great group of friends and um people that are like that and I think you know you have to be okay with wanting to to better yourself and yes you can still do whatever you want you know I'm not saying do one thing or don't do it but it's you know if people aren't going to be supportive just because they're very stuck in you know maybe it's just that midwest mindset that maybe I have a little bit of you know angst towards because I I wish that I didn't have to still you know necessarily be around it but yeah yeah I mean I I feel that just I mean, like you were saying, it's a, it, one of the main things to do is, you know, drink or, right. you know, get altered. And it's like I, I chase after groups of people that are, well, I shouldn't say, well, okay, 
starting over. <laughs> it's just hard when you, like, that's the only thing that you have in common with people. Right. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's exactly what I was trying to say, but I right. rambled about it for, like, <laughs> 30 seconds. <laughs> well, I took off on the wrong path as well, so. But just, like, not having anything to do but get messed up right. kind of thing. And that's just, yeah, like, it's super cool you found. And I'm assuming that, like, the work environment that you're around in your actual job is just, like, a bunch of young people, like, doing rad shit as well. So right. I think that's super cool. And, you know, that's one of the reasons I had Gage on is because he was, he was just so, um, like, he, he was just so driven to do, you know, his thing and be around those successful type people and I think that's the environment that I think we need to breed instead of shame kind of like like I was saying like I want to if I want to stay in and work I want people who want to be like either a okay yeah go do that I don't have work to do so I'm going to enjoy myself or be like okay let's you know let's get after it kind of thing right so, and then the people who are like oh dude whatever it's the weekend that those are the people that I just you know they can be a good person we can still be friends but we're just you know not on the same wave, yeah, wavelength type thing so um getting back into a couple design questions and just you know how you find inspiration and what you know kind of fuels your fire um i guess switching directions completely really do you what i mean what motivates you or w- when do you work your best i guess yeah i think i kind of told you about this a little bit before um we officially met today um, but definitely the biggest thing that motivates me, um, as far as a work environment goes is going to be, uh, music for sure. Um, I all the time have these like big ass ugly headphones on at work because that's the only way that I can really concentrate. Um, otherwise I just don't, I can't focus and I get involved in all these conversations, but I always have music going. Sometimes a podcast if I need a little bit of a mental break for sure. Um, but yeah, definitely that. What any certain type of music? Where what are you into? Yeah, I really love just like I feel like my style is very unorganic and it's very unconventional. So you know, I, I don't listen to like a lot of hip hop rap, anything that you really listen to on the radio. I do love country, um, but I love you know Chelsea Cutler, John Bellion, Hippoc- Hippocampus. A lot of um, alternative indie groups I think are really awesome, um, and so it's. It's whatever I'm listening to that's going to impact the project that I'm working on. So if I got this really rad project for Adidas that I have to work on, you know, I'm not going to be listening to like some slow jams for John Bellion. You know, it's going to I'm going to pick an artist that I know is going to be able to kind of fit with that mood of that project, which I think I mean, it's a shame I can't sing for shit because (laughs) I'm like, you know, I love music so much. So I've got no talented musical bone in my body, but. Well, yeah, I mean, just I, I think music's awesome and it's a great outlet or medium or just, you know, um, mental, you know, kind of you know, fuel or inspiration for people, whether they're making it or listening to it. I think, you know, it's one thing that the world has in common. Uh, like every everyone likes music. Yeah, for sure. And if you don't, you're weird as shit. <laughs> but um, this is completely unrelated to um, Coffee of Demons or the podcast at all, but you'd mentioned an artist and um, his first name's Quinn. Or they oh, yeah, Quinn, Quinn 92. Oh, is that what, mm-hmm. how it is? Okay, X-C-I-I. I think we've like, gone back and forth. Yeah, and, it's Quinn 92 for okay, sure. So I thought it was like Quinn X, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Jacob said it was Quinn C. So oh, Quinn yeah. 92. Quinn 92. All right. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm glad that's good. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a very good artist. Yeah, I love him. He's great. Um, So uh, you talked about, you know, like listening to music while you do your um, do your work and whatnot and I think it's like I said I think it's super cool that it kind of changes the genre to you know what you're doing mm-hmm. um, as there you know do you have any tips for anybody else who is like looking for motivation not just design work but anything besides music that's helped you you know and you don't have to be like doing your design as the inspiration's coming in but anything that's like sparked your interest that you're yeah. like oh this is cool yeah, I honestly, I think one of the first things that I really fell in love with back when I was like 15, 16 was just going to restaurants, which sounds super weird now that I actually just said that out loud, but like being in an environment that's completely branded, I mean, everything from like the, you know, the sign from when you walk in, how that's made, and then that's going to set the tone for how you walk into a place and the menu board, the happy hour boards, you know, the signage on the wall, everything from like the tables, like it, the way that it feels together, that's that's actually the first thing I remember. I was in Plank downtown in Omaha, um, and I just am obsessed with that restaurant just because of the whole way that it feels, the menu, that kind of thing. 
Um, so I would say just go to different environments that you're, you don't always go to or, or that you do go to, but you're always on your phone. You're not paying attention. Just put it away. Um, I love going to, you know, my, my mom and my sisters and I, we always go on little road trips to these tiny towns and that's sometimes the most fun. You just go to like this dinky little store and you find like a really cool vintage postcard or you see this old brick building that has, you know, signage from a hundred years ago, like that was painted on it. So I think just honestly put down the phone, which I know is really hard, especially for me. That's always, you know, Mm -hmm. checking my DMs, communicating with clients, that kind of thing, posting on it. Um, and just give yourself the chance to like look at the environment around you, which is super basic, but so, well, I mean, it seems basic, but to a lot of people, I mean, for you, especially when do you think, or did the stars like kind of align for you in a sense of you started to pick up these things? Like you liked the, the whole branded idea of the restaurants, like the things that were aesthetically pleasing, how things went together. Did you know you wanted to do graphic design or did you kind of like put two and two together and you were like, oh, maybe I should like go down this route? Honestly, I I knew that I wanted to do design and um, I still remember my first magazine spread that I ever made. That was the first thing that I ever did (laughs) on any Adobe program. Um, But I was it was my freshman year of high school. Um, And since then, I was like, oh, like this is really, really cool and this is really awesome. And like since then, you know, all through those like first two years of high school, I spent every waking moment in my history classes, you know, sorry for all my (laughs) teachers. (laughs) Um, But I was not paying attention in AP US history. I somehow managed to like pull off whatever knowledge that was sinking in through, you know, me trying to learn the pen tool and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I, I became like obsessed with it in like a really, really good way. And it was really good for me. Um, and it was one of those things where I was always downloading fonts. I was memorizing fonts because I wanted to go out, you know, to stores and be like, oh, I could name the font on that t-shirt. And like, I would nerd out in front of my friends or like, you're so freaking weird. Like, who are you? Um, but yeah, that's just, it's one of those things where that was just who I became when I was 15 and I, I've always been that way. So, so what, how do you, any advice to people who might not know yet? Cause, and I mean, I, I still don't know what the hell I'm trying to do with my life um you know I I know that I like to make people happy because it makes me happy um and I know I you know like to be happy so I'm kind of just doing whatever I can to uh check those two things off um but for people who you know don't have a career path or don't know what they want to do is there any you know anything that you'd say I mean because you you seem can like not consumed in a good way obsessed in a good way with design and I've just never felt that about anything and if I have it's for like a short period of time and then like you said I get burnt out on it and I'm you know looking for the next thing kind of thing so I mean when do you know that it's the right thing or do you I mean I'm assuming you know that graphic design is who you are and what you want to do you know I think it's it's a matter of getting a little lost before you can figure out who the hell you are and I think that's a really good thing to to know that you know yeah you see people like me who just I honestly just got lucky (laughs) like that's what I tell people I'm like I have no idea how you know it was my older sister Kate so she's gonna be like yeah you called me out and like I knew you were always thankful for me but she got me to sign up for journalism in high school had she not done that I don't know what I'd be doing right now I'd I was always into painting and that kind of thing so I could have gone to school for that but I don't know if I would have ever you know thought to even try that out so so journalism was kind of like that Mm -hmm. you know that door yeah. into Narnia but I hated writing but she was like I think right. you I think you'd like designing because that's what she did a little bit and so signed up for that so honestly just meet new people talk to people and if you even see someone that you don't know that's doing something you think is really dope just like message them and right. be like hey I think what you're doing is really cool can we grab a cup of coffee can I buy you a beer like can I maybe sit on like if they're a videographer or something and you want to sit on a project like they would totally be down to do that if someone ever said that to me I'd be like absolutely that's so cool so I think don't be afraid to call out to people that you think are doing really awesome stuff because that could even if it's not that thing you know there could be a part of that project or a part of that you know opportunity that you think oh I could have some sort of interest in that yeah and that's yeah and like I mean that's kind of what I've been trying to do not for myself but for like I said I like to help other people so for kind of just other people and now that I have this like platform that I can you know share even though it might not be to a ton of people I'm um, you know I definitely like the podcasts that are 
um, like based around mental health. And I think that mental health is a super um, important aspect to talk about, and especially today's society when it kind of gets pushed under the rug. But, you know, I also want to highlight these people doing dope shit that somebody else might see and they're like, oh, that's cool. Let me try or or just hear these stories about how people fall in love with things and they can actually like what they do or they can, you know, enjoy the work and it doesn't have to be, you know, they don't have to hate waking up kind of thing. And I would say don't feel bad if you're not there yet. And I I meet so many people and they give themselves such a hard time because it's like they're my age and, you know, they're people that I hang out with a lot and they're like, I don't know what the heck I want to do. And it's always hard to compare yourself and be like, well, she's got her shit figured out, but you don't know that she, she really doesn't have her shit figured out. So, you know, you're never too late and don't shut down completely and just, you know, go work the nine to five that you really dread for 20 years. Because I see that with so many adults that I know that they, they just were like, I don't, I didn't have the balls to like start something or I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I just put it under the rug and they never really like dove a little deeper to kind of figure what, out what that is. Um, and if that's not the route you want to go down, that's totally fine. But for those people that feel like there's something more, I would just say don't don't feel like you're too late to kind of figure it out. Definitely. And there's so a couple things that I um, want to say after that. Like you first and foremost, there's no – or like you were saying earlier, you shouldn't compare yourself to other people because everyone's situation is different. So even though someone could be – um, it it kind of just goes back to the classic scenario of like you see an older person in a college class like that's all good you mm-hmm. know let them let them um, you know figure that out and do what they want to do kind of thing. Uh, another thing that I was gonna say is just about um, well you had mentioned well I guess it kind of plays into the scenario of you know figuring just doing a lot of stuff is what I'm just do it do different things until you know you find one that sticks and right you know try stuff out kind of thing yeah for sure so are there avenues that you you know still kind of do outside of graphic design that you like to do as hobbies or but not as frequently or it's not as hardcore um I love to paint um that's something that I wish I had more time to do um I love oil painting that kind of thing um but it's one of those parts of life that it's like when am I going to find the time to do that so I need to sit I need to be able to sit down and and spend more time to do that but um I recently started spinning classes which have been super fun um just finding new ways to honestly get away from my computer has been really really good for me um meeting new people hanging out with my family that kind of thing so I'm always kind of if I'm not working I'm I'm still doing stuff (laughs) so do you um do you feel resistance ever towards your graphic design or like you don't want to get on your computer and do something like a project's daunting or a design just isn't working and you just want to put it off, but you have to make yourself kind of go back and do it? Yeah, for sure. Um, there's times where I definitely just have to take a break. And I, I know that threshold of either I'm going to want to snap my computer right. in half or, you know, I'm going to, I need to just put it away for, you know, a day or two. Um, there was a time where design and I did not have a good relationship and there's some people that know this, some people that don't. Um, I got into a pretty gnarly car accident back last December. Um, and so I was driving to go visit my best friend, Sarah. This is like the first time I've ever talked about it. If I get anxious and my voice starts shaking, you know why. Um, but so um, I was coming back from Wayne and it was super snowy ice. It was just awful. Um, and my mom told me not to go. So I was like, screw you. I'm going anyways. And I will never do that again because they always do know best. Yeah, um, sure. But yeah, slid off the road in a tiny town, knocked over an electrical pole. My my car battery flew out 30 yards. Oh, like wow. I, the officer was like, I don't know how you literally are did, are not dead right now, which is that's really hard to hear. Oh, definitely. Um, had a couple of fractured bones in my wrist, two surgeries like it was not good. So. For like seven or eight months, I was in a cast with my right hand, which is my dominant design hand, which really blows for anyone that wants to paint, wants to design. Um, so I had a completely switched left-handed. Um, that was during the time when I was at Arch Rival, so I, my workload was a little bit heavier um, from what, you know, especially with my senior capstone, doing all those license plates. I think all but one were done with my, you know, left hand. And knowing your skills but not being able to do it, we you know, when you're, you've right. got this big-ass bone stimulator attached to your right hand and having to do it all with your left I mean it sucks 
Um, I didn't want to do it. I spent a lot of time just like really pissed off at, you know, life, which how can you not? But, you know, I got my nose pierced. I dealt with it. I (laughs) found ways to cope. And, you know, it's one of those things that it sucks, but you go through it and ultimately you come back better from it. And, you know, now I'm ambidextrous. So that's pretty cool. Are you really? I would say from a design standpoint, yes. That's super Um, cool. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think being, you know, you definitely don't go get in a car wreck to push yourself, but (laughs) your boundaries are pushed. Yeah, for sure. I think, and, um, so do you think there are people that, um, you know, might take a step back and like either quit design or something happens to them and they just kind of give up? And if you do think that, like, what was the difference or where's the disconnect from those type of people to, you know, say yourself? Yeah. I mean, I think the the difference would be, you know, if you're you're an adult and design was your side hobby and you had a different job, whatever, you might just put that aside for those eight months and you might just deal with your shit and you might go to work and you might try to mentally heal from all that stuff. Um, but for me, it was like, there's not an alley without design. Like that's just the way that I feel. That's how anyone that knows me and knows who I really am would say the same thing. I mean, I was super lost during that time. Um, and I slowly was able to kind of build up back, you know, where I was and all that kind of stuff and my attitude towards the work I was doing. And I ended up you know, like I got out of my cast the same day as my senior capstone show and I was so excited, which is so crazy. My doctor told me not to do it, but I took my cast off anyways. It was just a splint then. But, you know, that to me was like the day that I put that shit behind me because I, you know, I was at my show. I had people from work there. I had all my family there, my friends, um, literally everyone that I care about, they were there and I got to see like all these license plates up on the wall and I finally like couldn't move my wrist, but I had it back and I could actually see it. So, that sounds kind of silly, but that's where I was like, okay, it's time to literally move be on. okay and right. move on. So that's super cool, and I think that's uh, you know, I think that's awesome. You persevered through that and just kind of realized that you know that the dark times will come to an end, and then you know it, whether that be, and I think a lot of people, like you said, you you recognize that, and then you said to yourself, you know, this is it. You know, I'm gonna be better from here on out. And I think that's what a lot of people kind of wait for the universe or the whoever they you know whatever higher power they believe in I think that they look for those like something is going to radically happen in their life and you know the the decision is going to be made for them and it's so much of this everything in this life is you know you create your own universe type thing so I think just my message to people from that is you know just you got to Sometimes you just got to nut up and do it kind of thing. <laughs> right, yeah. So And don't uh, drive in the snow. <laughs> don't drive in the snow. <laughs> when your sure. mom tells you no. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's scary. That's I, Supposedly this winter is going to be horrible. Yeah, so, I'm, so I'm like, I'm not driving ever uh, yeah. again. <laughs> right. So in Omaha, I mean, this has nothing to do. But in Omaha, I mean, the streets are like hilly as hell. Yeah. So was that when, when you were growing up in high school, were there ever bad days that you were like I ain't driving actually you know no it was I mean I walked a lot in high school middle school and that kind of thing but you know we always had like these little two-wheel drive cars we never had anything big and it it takes something like that for you to actually be like oh this is really not safe and not a good environment to be in but no my mom would always be like you really need to stay home this weekend and she's gonna be so proud of me that I've actually learned that by now but it takes a and it sometimes it takes like a like a slap in the face like oh, that yeah, to, for sure to get there. So another design question: When you talk about like using your hands, and I know you do a lot of stuff on your computer, but do you draw out things before you like put them in t- or take pictures of them and put them into the? I don't know <laughs> how you do it. But. Yeah, there's a couple different ways that I'll do it. You know, if you know, I'm when I was in school, but I was in class and I couldn't be on my computer. That's when I would start drawing. Um, I do always have a sketchbook with me. So, um, sometimes I do that, but honestly, a lot of the times I just like to start directly from my computer. It's a lot easier with mistakes. Um, but a lot of people have to like, they sketch things and that's how things come to fruition. For me, it's like, I'll be walking outside and I'll like think of something and then I'm like, Oh, that's the you know, the <clears throat> type treatment that I want to do. So then that's like, oh, that's just, I just get on my computer and I do it. So I think <clears throat> people have different avenues. And for me, it's just kind of whatever's convenient, yeah, <laughs> I guess. I mean, that's 
That's yeah, like like you were saying, or just pulling, going back to like pulling things from your environment and seeing like the restaurant type thing, and then just noting it, and you know you get or you're getting around it, like you said in class, you're getting around, you're just doing it basically. Yeah. You're doing what you got to do to continue what you love, and I think that's you know once again props. Uh, we'll take a little break here, word from our sponsors, and then we will be right back. What's up, everybody? It's Johnny. I hope you enjoy what you're listening to. And I just wanted to say, if you want to be a sponsor for the Coffee with Demons podcast, we would love to have you. Shoot us an email at contact at coffeewithdemons.com, and we will get right back to you. Thank you. So um, one of the main things, and I've said this on the podcast before, is like when I did, um, you know, come up with Coffee with Demons, and then I talked about doing a podcast, and, you know, I was um, talking with one of um, our mutual friends actually Daisha and she was like it'd be cool if you called the podcast inspiration and empathy and I've always wanted or always it's always in, been in the back of my mind and I <laughs> was going to call it that because you know that's what I wanted I wanted people with an empathetic side who are doing things that inspire other people as well so I guess my one of the last questions and kind of how we'll wrap this thing up is you know what um, not what inspires you but how do you look to inspire other people or how do you look to leave your like a lasting impact on the world or is that important to you yeah I mean I think that's that's definitely something that is one of the main reasons that I wanted to to start so young was to just show people that you can um yeah it's a pain in the ass especially when you're in school and there's a million excuses as to why you can't do anything but you know I you know especially I don't have any younger siblings or anything like that I have some younger cousins but I have a lot of you know people in my life that I think in a sense, I looked up to a lot when I was younger, um, that kind of paved the way, especially my dad, he, you know, he's a super talented metal artist and that kind of thing. And he never hindered his creativity. He never let let that get in the way of, you know, having to go to work and only doing that. But he always showed that like, you can do it. So I think I had those people looking up to look up to when I was younger. So Honestly, even if I don't know them, I love when people are, you know, that I meet, they're just like, I think what you're doing is really cool, no matter their age. I'm like, I just think it's the most humbling thing to be able to know that what you're doing, it's not only for you, but it's for a lot of people, especially in Nebraska or, you know, wherever they're at that just want to start something. And if you're the reason that they start their business, that's super dope. So Yeah, that's awesome. And it's kind of the same for me, you know, just getting little comments or messages is, you know, kind of what drives yeah, for me sure. or keeps me going. I'm just like, okay, I mean. It must be worthwhile to some people, which makes it worthwhile to me. Um, I know you talked about a little a little bit about, you know, wanting to get out of Nebraska. Have you ever traveled um, for long periods of time, like outside of the or places you've been that you've really liked? Or Yeah, um, I would totally be down to go to Portland for a couple of years. Um, that's where our travel has our second office. So honestly, anywhere outside of Nebraska would, would be cool with me. Um, I love Arizona. I think that's where I want to end up um, long term. I just, I don't know. That's where most of my family's from. And just something about that environment. Um, Hot and dry. No snow, <laughs> which I, I love. Um, and honestly, just like the art scene down there, it's it's underrated, but it's really, really cool. Um, I was in Australia for about two weeks, I think, earlier oh, this cool. summer, which was really awesome. Oh, you went with rap. Then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I did. Super cool. Um, so that was awesome. I have two cousins down there, um, Bondi Effects. Give them a shout out. They're awesome. They make guitar pedals. Um, but yeah, so that was awesome. And I ultimately, I would love to just, you know, before I end up relocating somewhere, I would love to spend six months or a year just abroad, you know, yeah, doing some probably. cool stuff. So That's super cool. And like I've always said, and I always think that it's just, you know, travel is the you know the best experience you can get even if you're not if just traveling I mean, right you learn so much about different people different cultures even if you're not like heavily interacting with them just seeing them can kind of you know broaden your viewpoint and you know put things in perspective a little bit i was going to ask you is there any big art scenes like you said you'd mentioned arizona is there any like national like hubs like i'm P- portland seems yeah, like portland's awesome for yeah. sure um, I was down there two weeks ago, and that was actually the first time that I've been. But whenever you think Portland, you just know that that place is filled with these insanely yeah. creative, you know, talented people. So I would love to go from this, you know, the Midwest where you feel like maybe in a sense that could be lacking and going somewhere that's a lot more competitive, I think would be really good for me. And I think that's really intriguing to me. 
Um, so I think for sure that would be a good stepping stone. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. One place that actually like kind of, um, that I didn't think would be like is, was, uh, Des Moines. Yeah. I mean, I just, in my head, I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck Iowa. I'm not, yeah. I'm people, not they, people Iowa. think that about like Lincoln and Omaha too. Right. So it's like, you know, anywhere you go, I feel like would be a great. Yeah. And I think people come to Lincoln and kind of like, even if you're coming for just football, they take a look around and it's like, oh, there's more than just football here. I right. mean, the, the, the environment that, you know, we portray and it, there's pros and cons because like we've been saying there is kind of that midwest you know there's there's negatives to but there's negatives everywhere and you know that now that you've got everything that you can out of nebraska i think it you know it'd be cool to go elsewhere and kind of get or yeah, take for things sure. from everywhere you um go i guess so well so what do you got coming up yeah i have um two more shows in october that i'll be at um, Scout Dry Goods in Omaha is putting on a fall babe camp is what they call it. So um, there's a lot of really cool um, female, primarily female owned businesses that'll do like pop ups there. So I'll be selling a lot of my screen print goods, T-shirts, um, prints, just anything involving in my typography. So that'll be really cool. And then I have one more in Fremont coming up, um, I think in about two weeks here. So I got to start preparing for that. Um, but yeah, so those are, I think, pretty much it until holidays rolled around where there'll be more like holiday specific shows in Lincoln so super cool so do you sell like merchandise do you sell shirts you said you sell the prints and stuff yeah I do a lot of my own custom typography so I love screen printing on those I do like a lot of tote bags um trying to do more eco-friendly ones so up I think the next round that I'll do it'll be on all thrifted materials so different jackets um sweatshirts that kind of thing and then yeah where can people find those at yeah, so those are all on my online shop, which is on Um Stickers are probably super popular, which I love, just like going to a coffee shop and not knowing someone be like, oh, that's my sticker, which that's is really cool. cool. Um, so yeah, I have a bunch of stuff on there that you can kind of look through. So yeah. Awesome. Instagram handle? Yes, just Design. Um, Lang has an I in it, which a lot of people forget so they can't find me on there but yeah so check the description or the in the video title to spell that right um and yeah i mean anything else interested? no i don't think awesome. so awesome well like i said i appreciate you know having you on it was it was spur of the moment we didn't really know each <laughs> other but I, I think it you know it worked out well i appreciate all the um two cents you've given and all the you know wisdom and motivation that you've brought to the podcast so thank you for coming on yeah, for really sure. I really it. appreciate you asking. Yeah, no problem. Um, a couple things with Coffee with Demons. I know that I've been saying that there's a, a meeting in the works for a while now, and there actually is. So October 29th, um, I don't have a set time yet, but we will be hosting our first Coffee with Demons meeting at, um, it's a, well, I'll just, I'll put out the information. <laughs> uh, it's at Turbine Flats. I don't know a specific time, but I promise it'll happen um other than that yeah just keep checking the website for more stuff like share subscribe do what you got to do help us out help us spread the message and um once again thank you ali it was great having you on and we'll call it there yeah thanks for having me thank you for listening to this episode of the coffee with demons podcast don't forget to check out our website at www.coffeewithdemons.com for more information on the coffee with demons movement